Welcome to another preview edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast here on 5280 Sports Network. I am Ryan Green, joined today by Sean Drotar, because I have to do a Blake Street Irregulars podcast afterwards. That's yeah. the deal that we have. Yeah, we're, he we're, does uh, one for me. We're, we're Swiss Army knives. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Cover multiple topics. This podcast, of course, brought to you by Tap 14, one of the best bars in Denver, right on Blake Street, 1920 Blake Street, just uh, very close to Coors Field, who, of course, the, the Rockies are coming back to very soon. So get down to Tap 14. They have 70 uh, Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Just, again, just a great place to hang out and watch any game, anytime, whenever. Just go hang out, and you'll see what we're talking about. Sean, this week, the Broncos have what many people are considering their first test the first test of the NFL season. I think this is the NFL every week is a test. But this, I can see why people are calling it a test. The Dallas Cowboys are coming in. They're bringing in their rushing attack that everyone knows about that showed up last year uh, with Zeke Elliott and all that. Your initial reaction, your initial feelings to how this game is kind of going to go after you've seen the first week of football. Well, I mean, I'm nervous about it, obviously. <laughs> uh, Dallas is, is a two-and-a-half-point favorite, but this game is happening in Denver. So really the argument would be if this is a neutral site game, uh, the, the people in Vegas believe that Dallas is about a five-point favorite. And, and that sounds right. about right to me. I, the Broncos showed some things. The offense did look better. It looked at least more versatile. They were able to run on the ground effectively with C.J. Anderson and Jamal Charles. Uh, they were able to pass uh, not only to the wide receivers but to the tight ends, uh, maybe using them in ways they hadn't before. And Benny Fowler as a third receiver did a nice job. Now, the concerns are the offensive line. Again, Trevor Simeon was sacked four times and could have been sacked eight times. Uh, he was hit oh, during a whole bunch of his passes uh, as he uh, you know, has dealt with all last season as well. So I have some concerns there. While Dallas does not have the same pass rushing duo that San, Di- uh, San, right. Di- San Diego, L.A. Chargers have. <laughs> L.A. Chargers. We're all struggling. Yeah, Man, don't, don't worry. I still have to play them one more time. I'm going to mess that up a hundred more times. <laughs> The Chargers have the pair in, in Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. There is nobody quite that dangerous on the Dallas uh, defense, but it is probably better rounded and, and more capable of doing uh, a little more things than, than the Chargers defense is. So that part is a concern. It's not about Trevor Simeon's play that worries me. It's about the time that Trevor Simeon will get to make his plays. Right. I think you're right in saying that Trevor Simeon will have more time to throw. I, I think while the Cowboys are probably going to blitz the hell out of them, I think this is, like you said, they're not facing Boa, 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 Bosa and Ingram. And that's going to be a huge factor. So I think, like last week, we said that the rushing game for both teams was really going to decide the game. If, if the Broncos could stop the Chargers and if the Broncos could get something going on the ground. I truly think if the Broncos just stop the Cowboys' run defense, I think they win. I think that the Broncos and the McCoy offense under Trevor Simeon will game manage enough to get, much like last week, 24 points. And I think if the Broncos' defense stops Zeke Elliott early and makes Dak Prescott throw, I think this will be Dak's worst game of his career so far. Again, this is just... You, you 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 really wow while, while right while worst the, game of his career I've got, wow while the Cowboys are the first test for the Broncos honestly this could be the first real test for Dak Prescott he has not faced a team like the no fly zone he doesn't have pass rushers like Von Miller coming after him I mean you look at the pass rushers in the AFC West compared to the NFC East it is night and day so I think that's why. If you really just take away the one strength the Cowboys have, which is their running or their rushing offense, 
that is why the Broncos could have somewhat of a manageable win in my eyes. Now, this is that that's a tall task stopping the Cowboys rushing offense. We saw Zeke Elliott, he went for 100 yards last week, 24 carries, 100 yards. That's pretty average of, of, of for him every game. I think he needs a bigger game than that to beat the Broncos, but I also, I mean, we're, we're looking at uh, the Broncos, they're going to be without Jared Crick yet again. They're bringing in a new defensive lineman, Ruben, from who was on Seattle. I don't know how up to speed he's going to be in this system. Yeah, or maybe it's, they'll it's just hard say, to think that on Sunday he's going to play a significant role. Uh, other than just, hey, just go go in the middle and don't be moved. That's that's all I can really think that they're, they're asking for him right now. Do you see the same, do you see it the same way? Do you think if, if, Honestly, just the rushing offense of the Cowboys has slowed down. The Broncos have a pretty good chance of winning this. I, I think they do. I'm not as bullish on it because I, I think there are multiple ways to, to beat you with Dallas. I'm Fine, Dak, Sean, you Cowboys fan. That's, no, that's no, 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 no. But uh, Dak Prescott, I think. I, I, look, I was, I was, I sat in the Broncos' war room last year during the draft, and I, I did a, a video with uh, Vic Lombardi. So if you're in Denver, you know who Victor I remember watching this. He's, yeah. uh, you know, he's he's pretty much the guy in Denver, and and uh, we talked specifically about that. And I, at the time, said I, I think the Broncos should wait until the third or maybe fourth round, but they should nab Dak Prescott, and that this is the guy that I think would be perfect for the Broncos system. And instead, they chose to trade up and, and get Paxton Lynch. And, and who knows? You know, the past is the past. Could, would Prescott yeah. be the same guy in Denver as he is right. in Dallas? Probably not. You know, I, I don't know how that all shakes out, but. I, I've been a fan of Prescott's for a while. I, I'm a fan of his game. I think that his game is, is more than just option plays. Uh, I think he's an all-around guy. I really do. And I think he presents unique threats uh, because okay. of his size and his strength. So uh, I think for the Broncos, yes, stopping Elliott is job one, two, and three, right. especially up the middle. I, I'm less concerned about runs to the outside. The Broncos have good linebacker speed. Uh, they do have the ability to, to approach from that side. It is, is the running up the middle that concerns me because mm-hmm. if they can do it, they don't ever have to stop. And the best way to, to beat the Broncos' defense is to wear them down over the course of the game. The best way to do that is to run up the middle. So this is an interesting matchup because there's not a lot of question about what both teams want to do. Right. I mean, Dallas is going to want to shove it down your throat. Yep. That's what they want to do. Now, they'll mix in the pass when they, they have to, but this is a, a run, a middle run, up between the tackles, centric type of offense. So... For the Broncos, I don't think it's any secret, that is the biggest weak link of their defense. Yep. That's the hardest spot for them. So uh, you're right when it says it comes down to that. If the Bron- Basically, I'm, I'm not going to say that if they stop Ezekiel Elliott, they win, but I will say if they can't, they definitely lose. Mm-hmm. So that's the concern there. All right, let me get a little, uh, not conspiratorial, but just a little weird in, in some of these points that I'm going to make. Do you honestly think, and I know we talk about how Denver is a mile high every year when, when teams come in, it's on the, the visiting you know wall as they walk into Sports Authority Field. This early in the season, a rushing attack offense, do you think that altitude may play a part in what the Cowboys want to do running the football maybe later in the game? Or do you think that you know this is more of just kind of a farce of a advantage that the Broncos have playing in Denver. It's, it's a real thing, but the, the truth be told, when you look at the, the fatigue of altitude, it actually takes more of an effect in, in basketball. Okay. Uh, and even to a certain extent in hockey, in part because both of those sports also 
can travel the night before and have to play. Right. In the NFL, it's not as if the Cowboys are showing up early Sunday morning <laughs> and having <laughs> playing right. that night. So, right. You know, they're not flying overnight on a, on a red eye to Denver on Saturday night like you do in the NBA or NHL potentially. So, I think that's probably the, the biggest difference. I don't think it affects a team that has that much youth. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't think I that's. I just that. don't see it as being a, a particular factor. Um, when it comes to fatigue for the Cowboys, they're they're young in the spots that really matter. They're going to be here and be acclimated. You know, we we all know the science says if you've been here for about thirty six to forty eight hours, it, it no longer really has an effect on you. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that it's probably not going to be anything the Broncos can count on to help them. Even though, yes, it's painted right on the <laughs> the, the, the tunnel. The players, the opposing players, have to run through before they get onto the uh, the turf down there, Mile High Stadium. All right, uh, before we wrap things up, let's talk about the Broncos' offense. I think we saw pretty much what they wanted to do. Really, they focused on the run against San Diego. They had 140 yards between Jamal Charles and C.J. Anderson. Do you see that approach working every week, or do you think they're going to try and change things up this week, maybe go try and get Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas involved earlier, or do you think... Again, I think this the is the game plan. I really do, okay. uh, because I, th- I think you don't want Trevor Simeon throwing 40-plus passes. Right. I don't think you want him taking 40 dropbacks behind a line that that really is not uh, solidified yet. And remember, we don't know if the Broncos will have Ron Leary, who had a concussion uh, during the, the Chargers yeah. game. A major part of their line, their biggest free agent signing, and they took him right off the Dallas mm-hmm. offensive line. So uh, the, the, without him there, it's a very different situation. I think this is how the Broncos want to win. I think if you were to look at the end of the year, projecting ahead, if Trevor Simeon has to throw for more than 275 yards... I bet the yeah. Broncos are going to have losing records in those games. Something happens. Yeah. So I think that this is the this is the plan. They want to wear them down. The running back by committee, I think, is a great thing. I know fantasy football players hate it, but for a real football team, it's fantastic because you can rotate guys in, keep them fresh. You can pass to both C.J. Anderson and Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles is one of the best uh, screen-receiving running backs in the history of the league. <laughs> so you can find a way to utilize those guys and, and then maybe even mix in D'Angelo Henderson. And in short order, though uh, probably not on Sunday, Devontae Booker as well, I think they can continue to run at it. And yeah, is it a almost a college-style offense where they just come at you and at you and at you? Yeah, maybe. But for the Broncos personnel, it's probably the best fit this year, too. Yes, I would agree. Let's actually go back and talk about Ron Leary for a second. I have seen kind of a trend online of the fans, and not necessarily all fans, but fans looking at either old players or old coaches and saying, oh, they're going to pretty much tell the the team that we're playing secrets. They thought that with Mike McCoy and the Chargers, oh, he knows their offense, we're going to win. Ronald Leary, oh, yes, he was part of the rushing offense. All he has to do is tell the defense how to stop it, and we'll win. It's not that easy, right. but that does happen. Right, that does happen. As long as, as long as there wasn't a changeover with coaches or coordinators, yeah. Right, I think does. I think VJ said yesterday in his press conference that the Cowboys are easy to scout and hard to stop. Yes. I think that's exactly the same. Do I, I know you played football. I'm sure you've played with, with players that played on other teams coming over. Do you see that type of success with old players coming over and revealing the secrets of, of someone's yeah. game plan? Well, I mean, I, you know, I never played well, at yeah, any level yes, where yeah, it matters. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not sure if Pop Warner counts. Uh, but like, I, I apologize for giving no, you too no. much credit. Yeah, yeah, way, way, way too much credit. I mean, you know, we had that kid that came over from the one that was sponsored by the dentists, and he let us know that that one kid that was a running back was pretty big and we should keep an eye out, and it was helpful. But no, at the, the NFL level, um, since there haven't been changes to Dallas, and I think Vance Joseph is right, they are easy to scout. Look, you're going to get Ezekiel Elliott until you can stop Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. 
And if you do, then Dak Prescott's going to roll out. He'll create, and he'll try to get it to Des Bryant. And if Des Bryant is covered, they'll probably find Cole Beasley somewhere to make some miraculous catch off the back of his helmet or, or who knows what he's doing. Right. Uh, it, it is pretty straightforward. But then again, every great team's like that. Mm-hmm. You think about the New England Patriots. Is there a secret? What's going to happen? Tom Brady's going to spread the ball around. He's going to try to get it to Gronk when he can. He's going to hit the guys on the, on the underneath routes. And then they're going to try to you know, cram it down your throat when they get within the five. Yeah. Okay, there you go. I mean, everyone Stop knows it. it. It's right. about stopping it yeah. that's the issue. And uh, the, it's the same thing for the Broncos' defense. You know, Everyone knows what it is. The way to stop it just happens to be what Dallas does. But I do think there is value because when you have uh, safeties needing to come up, play and run support, if Ron Leary can explain, hey, if you guys happen to see this, you know, we know on third down they, they like to do this on third and short. We know that there might be a gap between – the center and the guard that you might be able to shoot here and there. If you notice that they're, they've run two plays to this side, they'll probably switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there, are, there is some value there, and I think with the Broncos it can help. This is one of those games, I think, for Broncos fans, though, that if it doesn't go the Broncos' way, they may lament, again, the release of T.J. Ward. An elite run- T.J. Ward was signed by the Broncos yeah. a few years ago basically to face teams like this. Yeah, And, and the Broncos let him go for nothing. If it doesn't go their way and Ezekiel is able to run all day in the middle and Justin Simmons can't stop him, uh, believe me, that will be a, a sore spot come Monday morning. All right, let's wrap up with our predictions. I don't want to brag, but last week I said the final score was going to be 24-21. Ended up being 24... Yeah. Or sorry, 24-20, and yeah. then it ended up being you 24-21. Had it. You had it. Um, so, I said the Chargers would win, so... <laughs> well, there you go. Don't listen to me, whatever I do. So, yeah, how, but, how about this? We flip it. I'll do mine first, because it's right. the one you should ignore, and Please then you the do Cowboys. yours. Please pick the Cowboys, because yeah. they'll lose. Yeah, I'm picking the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick the Cowboys. <laughs> okay, I am. All right. I, I, think that I, I just think that the Cowboys' offense behind Elliott and the ability to, to scramble... For Prescott, it happens to hit. Basically, look, the the Broncos are an outstanding defense, but like every team, they have an Achilles heel. The Achilles heel is power running games up the middle, and that is exactly what Dallas might be the best team in the league at. So I think the Cowboys take it. I think this game's going to actually score a few more points. I think we'll see more points scored than we did against the Chargers. So I guess make mine uh, Dallas 27, uh, Denver 20. Okay. See, I, I have similar feelings about the score, but I do believe the Broncos. I, I honestly think this is going to be a comfortable win for the Broncos. A comfortable win. But here's the problem with that. It's going to start the hype train, and then everyone's going to be disappointed. Remember last year we started, the Broncos started off 4-0. Yeah, but who cares? The Get hype the train win. was going on, and then there was kind of a downfall. I think this is a 27-17 Broncos win. I think Ezekiel Elliott kind of has two touchdowns, a 100-yard day, but nothing breakout. And I truly think Dak Prescott goes the way of Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers when they play it's a sports authority field, which is they have an awful day. So that is why I think the Broncos will win 27-17, but I don't necessarily think that means that the Broncos will be this giant killer and a, a for sure playoff team. I just think that this is an early season game at home, and this is one that the Broncos win. Well, just like every week, I think you're wrong, but I hope you're right. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> All right, that will wrap up this preview edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast, sponsored by Tap14. Again, go to tap14.com, spell out Tap14, and you can see all of the Colorado beers in Colorado Distilled Spirits. they got 70 Colorado beers, 100 Colorado Distilled Spirits. So I know Sean has been oh, going there almost you, daily, and I don't think you, he's made it through half the You can't tease me like this on a Friday. Right. You he's, can't tease me like this on a Friday. He's itching right now yeah, to get over I'm, there. Yeah, I'm salivating now. Absolutely. So, going to get the sweats. <laughs> 
Sean, thanks again for joining us. The game again on Sunday at 2.25 on Fox, if anyone didn't know that already. So for Sean Drotar, I am Ryan Green. This has been the Broncos Blitz, a 5280 Sports Network production.